The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Mark. When the Pharisees with some scribes who had come from Jerusalem gathered around Jesus, they observed that some of his disciples ate their meals with unclean, that is, unwashed hands. For the Pharisees, and in fact all Jews, do not eat without carefully washing their hands, keeping the tradition of the elders. And on coming from the marketplace, they do not eat without purifying themselves. And there are many other things that they have traditionally observed, the purification of cups and jugs and kettles and beds. So the Pharisees and scribes questioned him, Why do your disciples not follow the tradition of the elders, but instead eat a meal with unclean hands? He responded, Well, did Isaiah prophesy about you hypocrites? As it is written, This people honors me with their lips, but their hearts are far from me. In vain do they worship me, teaching as doctrine human precepts. You disregard God's commandments, but cling to human tradition. He summoned the crowd again and said to them, Hear me, all of you, and understand. Nothing that enters one from outside can defile that person. But the things that come out from within are what defile. From within people, from their hearts, come evil thoughts, unchastity, theft, murder, adultery, greed, malice, deceit, licentiousness, envy, blasphemy, arrogance, folly. All these evils come from within, and they defile. The Gospel of the Lord. Well, yesterday I gave this homily at the vigil, and I felt it was a little long. So I had a conversation with the Lord, and he said, don't change anything. Give it to him. (laughs) So here goes. Persons who would be truly spiritual must renounce both those who are near as well as those who are far away. And they must especially be aware of themselves. For in overcoming themselves, they will the more easily subdue all things else. The most noble and perfect victory is the triumph over oneself. Thomas Akempis. I share this quote with you as we ready ourselves to delve into the scriptures. It's more and more clear to me that our contribution to our world today is our ability to receive the message of Christ in scripture and particularly the gospel and begin to live it though I think we will always be beginners, or in gospel language, childlike. Dear Jesus, help me today to hear your word and live it just as simply and plainly as would a child. Help me to block out the noise of the world around me and listen only to those voices that guide me to you. Or what great nation has statutes and decrees that are as just as this whole law which I am setting before you today? Our personal story fits into the story of our family, our big family, the church, but also our given family here on earth. It too is great. My parents brought me into the world with great expectations. They were hope-filled and faith-filled moments when I arrived. God looks upon our families here at St. Joseph's with a divine gaze. 
He knows well it isn't easy to raise a family today. But as scripture tells us, he has given us statutes and decrees that will guide us through the times that are dark and seemingly lacking light. Just as Abraham was tested by God. It's important in our time to remain at peace within our own walls. Because we are not better than the rest. Because we need to learn how to nurture each other inside our four walls. Then we can nurture those on the outside. When I go into the streets and shops and businesses, do I carry on my heart the Ten Commandments? Loving God above all else and my neighbor as myself? Not stealing, not looking lustfully at others, but rather reaching out with loving hands and gentle words. This is how we evangelize. Was it St. Francis who said, Preach the gospel at all times. When necessary, use words. From the psalm, Who thinks the truth in his heart? We are called to think. We have been given a God-given talent, our intellect. It is considered one of the highest faculties given to us as humans. With this gift, we can receive the decrees and statues of our Lord and grow in knowledge and love of the life he has given us. Reading, reflecting, quietly considering, contemplating, all speak into this gift of the intellect. And it is intrinsically connected to our hearts. And if it isn't, we approach the world with all its problems from our head. And that can easily lead us to fall into, dis- into despair. And this is something our Lord does not want. St. John Paul II wrote in an encyclical on faith and reason. Faith and reason are like two wings on which the human spirit rises to, con- to the contemplation of the truth. And God has placed in the human heart a desire to know the truth. Prayer is first is the first defense of the mind, not simply because it is a necessity of life, to the life of the soul, but because it heals the mind and gives it power to think. Without the power of thinking, our minds are a ready prey to every influence, environment, prejudice, and or obsession that assails us. And by such things and more, we are, more than ever today, assailed on every side. So prayer and thinking, hand in hand, two wings. From the psalm, whoever does these things shall never be disturbed. We are a spiritual family traveling together on the path of life, and we should hope that for all of us here, This is what gives us quiet confidence, that we are always in the hands of the Father. Our family story and our personal stories are covered with his grace and all he wants for all of us, the entire world population, is to enter heaven. This is our approach. This is in our DNA. This is the operating system of our hearts and minds and lives. That everybody should get to heaven. And this should be our prayer too. Though around me there is a lot of noise and conflict, 
I am not a part of that. My contribution is I am here to help. In the middle of our, my institutional crisis to, in the congregation that I belong, the legionaries, I remember one person saying to me, how can I help? They were like gentle words against the backdrop of a lot of noise. Perhaps we can be like that for someone around us who is going through a particularly difficult time. Ask our Lord in prayer who that might be and begin to pray for that person. And that the conversation is had from Jesus. So Jesus said a lot of things today. Here's the one-liner that I think sums it up. From within people, from their hearts, come evil. When we come to Mass on Sunday, we are told, put on your Sunday best. We come looking forward to seeing our spiritual family. We try so hard to make sure we are wearing a smile. And we hope, beyond all hope, that our children will behave themselves. All of this is good, and I appreciate it. But as your pastor, I am called not to worry about such things as the external appearance, but more importantly, how is your heart? Are you coming to Mass carrying a heavy cross that is out of your control or a sinful habit that you cannot seem to overcome? Perhaps someone has really hurt you, hurt your heart, and you just don't know what to do about it. Some people come to Mass and they don't know anyone. And no one says hi to them. So they look for another parish. And the same thing happens. And they think, I don't belong. Jesus is talking into the intimacy of our hearts where only you and he know what is going on. When we come to Mass on Sunday, don't be afraid of coming just the way you are with your crosses, your struggles, your victories, for they all belong to God, and he wants to make of them an offering. And he will do what he does best, turn it all into an offering acceptable to the Lord. John the Baptist taught us how to come to Mass when he said, I am not worthy to untie the straps of his sandals. Or or the beautiful words before we receive communion, O Lord, I am not worthy that you should enter under my roof, but only say the word, and my soul shall be healed. And I would add, if you say hello to that person you have never seen before, you may be a healing voice. St. Paul says at the end, and to keep oneself unstained by the world. We have to live in our world. We have no choice. And it's hard. I'd like to address our young people here for a moment. Have you ever thought through how to search for and maintain a pure heart? I want to give you a couple of clues that have helped me, and I think they'll help you too. Your eyes. We must search for true beauty in this world. I firmly believe that God has created nature for us and that the natural creation around us is for the good of our souls. Observing the trees, the hills, the grass, the lakes, the oceans, the mountaintops, the scenery around us soothes our soul. Contrast this with watching sports and movies all the time and particularly when they are inappropriate. 
This will erode your soul, weaken it, and eventually cause significant structural problems, damage. Your ears. What we listen to will also have great impact on our soul. Perhaps it would be good to go through your favorite songs and listen to what they are actually saying. If the words are inappropriate, then you can bet that this is having a negative impact on your soul. Finally, live healthy lives. Live lives by, by taking the necessary exercise for your body in order for it to operate at a high level. Mind, body, and spirit. Like if you don't spend any time outside, that's a red flag. Even when it's hot and sticky and muggy and awful, go outside and pull the weeds. Take out the trash. Do something. The video games are not going to get you a job. Okay, that was for my young people. I love you, by the way. I love you. And that's why I love you. I want you to grow and be healthy and strong. To conclude, claim me once more as your own Lord and have mercy on me. Allow Jesus the gift of claiming you for himself. There is only one way to heaven through the door that Jesus has made for us. A good answer to this question. My son, my daughter, what do you want in this life? Dad, I just want to get to heaven. This would be the best outcome for a short life here on earth. And remember this well, my dear young people. Eighty years is short, very short, when compared to eternity. Lifting up our hearts in prayer, we call upon the name of God as we now turn to the Father and ask. For the renewal of the church and an ever greater commitment to Jesus, the Bridegroom, we pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. That those in civil authority will dedicate themselves to justice, peace, authentic freedom, and the generous defense of the poor. We pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. For blessings on all students, teachers, and administrators as they begin a new school year. We pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. For the unemployed and all who are financial in financial difficulty, that they will find help and be free from distress. We pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. For Christian husbands and wives, that the Lord will strengthen them in their vocation and make them witnesses of Christ's love, we pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. For the grace to have pure hearts and to honor the Lord in what we say and in what we do, we pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our Today's Mass is being offered for Elizabeth Wiedenberg. For those who are sick or infirm, and for their caregivers, that God in his mercy will draw close to them and raise them up, we pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our For the repose of souls of all the faithful departed, and through our prayers and those of the Blessed Mother, 
that they may join the saints in heaven. Eternal rest grant unto them. And the perpetual light shine upon them. May their souls and the souls of all the faithfully departed. Loving Father, you are our help. Your kindness is a greater good than life. May we bless you in our daily lives, always calling upon your name through Christ our Lord. And we offer these prayers through the intercession of Mary. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. 